Welcome to Bailing, Scaling and Barbecue, where the boys talk about hunting, fishing and cooking. Now to your host, Lawson White. Uh, g'day to everyone. Today I've got Jesse from Boar Breakers. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Good. It's uh, stinking hot and sunny coast. Bit, bit too humid for my liking, but we're um, we're back on track and we're had a few showers and we're we're going good. I got the aircon blaring, so we're we're all good today. How's the weather up there, mate? Oh, very humid and wet at the moment, which is different. But yes, we're getting some rain down here in Sydney. So yeah, I should I should say down, shouldn't I? From where I am, I should say yeah. down. <laughs> oh, I get in trouble for that one a fair bit. Say down. <laughs> so um, so Jesse, mate, how um, how did you get into to pig hunting? And and before before I get your answer, so everyone, Jesse is the owner of uh, Ball Breakers. It's um, a I think you're going to be doing DVD soon, mate. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, I might do a bit of footage here bit and there. Bit of footage, but um, you've got a lot of merchandise, really good uh, gear to to um, to throw to people, and, and it's some some good quality gear, caps and shirts I've seen. So for everyone who's listening, Jesse does his own merch. He's got his own brand. It's really good. Um, get on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, I'll let Jesse tell you how it all started. How did it all go, mate? Tell us the story. Yeah. Well, um, when I was younger, I used to beg my mum to let me go hunting with my cousin about I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago, and um, yeah, struggled to go hunting, she always said no and whatever, and then eventually as soon as I started going out, I ended up getting a bug, and yeah, been hunting ever since, really. Okay, and that was, um, don't have to give us an exact location, was you were in Sydney at the time, living there? Yeah, yeah, living in Sydney, but um, yeah, I was hunting out west in like... Yeah, all different areas out west, and Pilligar and Mudgee and all that stuff. Okay, so um, I mean, I, I've I've only been to Sydney a, a few times, like drive in, drive out kind of thing, flying. How how far are you are you driving just to get for a hunt? Well, if you want to hunt the pine, you're looking at from my house, you're looking at about two hours. If you're looking. Uh, and that's no guarantees that you're going to catch anything anyway. Um, and that, and if you want to head out west, you're looking at about six to eight hours. And I do that pretty much every weekend. Oh, really? So yeah. <laughs> Hope uh, you got a Toyota. I'm hoping because uh, just just got to keep running. That's uh, that's a lot <laughs> a lot of k's. Uh, oh yeah, mate. I got the I got my Hilux in 2017, and it's already clocked over. 87,000, so oh, yeah. Yeah, I've done a few Ks on it. <laughs> the, old, the old Hilux, you can't, yeah. can't break them. Yep, unbreakable. Unbreakable, that's it, that's it, unbreakable. So, mate, <laughs> how, so who got you into pigging? And um, do you just, just do pigging, or is it you do a bit of deer shooting or anything like that, or is it just pig hunting? Um, well, my cousin got me into it. Um, yeah, and we started off just the first thing I ever did was hunting with dogs. And um, I fell in love with that, and then I kind of branched off into a bit of shooting. So I'd head out here and there and go shoot some deer. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I'm pretty much stuck to pig hunting with dogs. The the shooting side, it you know, it was good when it started, but you know, it wore, wore off on me. But as soon as I got my own dogs, it was like a fresh start again. So yeah, yeah, it's so hard. It's, with... it's hard to beat the bond of a. And uh, and watch the you know how they they grow and they learn and the whole dog thing it's yeah. um it's one of those things that not many I, I I don't think until you do it it's it's no one can under, understand it or you know like explain it like 
um, having that bond with oh, like I had a little a little um, Catahoula cross bitch. She was, oh, I thought she was psychotic, but um, in the end, you know, like it took me a while, but in the end, she started finding her own pig. And I always used to go, you know, is she finding it or is she accidentally finding it? But the reward was when you know, like how good was it when you finally caught you know caught a pig and stuff like that? Oh, it was just it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're feeling. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've just gone through that pretty much. Um, yeah, because I got bear about two years ago and um, started him off from whatever. And, you know, it's hard to get our hunting going with everyone. So I had to get my own new finder to start him. And then, um, yeah, as soon as he got started finding himself and now he's overtaking me older dog, um, yeah. It's awesome, the best feeling. So, um, feeling. what what breeds bear, mate? Um, he's a Dane Mastiff. He's a Cecil Tice line. Okay, so uh, you like you like your big dogs? Oh, I love them. Yeah. Love yeah. Them. Why is that, mate? Is there a reason? Um, well, when it all began ten years ago, um, my cousin was running the uh, Dane Mastiff line, and um, yeah, I thought I, I wanted to do it, and um. I don't know, with little dogs, I felt like, I just like seeing big dogs hit harder, and yeah, I don't know, yeah, so this is something about a big dog, each to their own, mate, like, I like seeing a big dog in the open paddock, taking a pig on one out, you know, yeah. no, no dramas, but yeah, each to their own, mate, like, even in the mountains, a lot of people use the smaller dogs, but I've always managed with the bigger dogs anyway, so it's never really been a, been an issue with me. Okay, so um, so tell us how you got boar breakers started. So you, you you went started off hunting with your cousin. So how did you start the um, Facebook page and Instagram? How did that all start, mate? Yeah, well, um, well, it all really started with a name that just clicked to me. Really, um, my mum used to always call me a boar breaker, <laughs> <laughs> and then I think that just um, yeah, that just transferred into boar breakers and. Um, yeah, and then I just went from the Facebook to the Instagram and um, just started posting up photos of pigs and whatever, and it just kind of clicked on and everyone wanted to see more. And then, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, posting memes and all that stuff and kept on going out hunting and getting messages from people who were very interested. And then um, that's what kept me going. It was one of those things that I didn't think it was going to keep going. I thought it was just going to just be one of those just one of those things, but yeah, I just continued on. Continued on, all right. That's um, yeah, like a twenty thousand on your on Facebook and, and three three thousand on your on your Instagram. That's a that's a lot of followers, mate. How how often are you posting and, and how regularly you on on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, every day. Yeah, every day. There will there'll probably be a, a post going up. Maybe every day or every second day, and on the story it'd be, oh mate, every two hours, half an hour. <laughs> yeah, like that. yeah, there'll always be something. I'm always active. I try to stay active to keep people entertained. Yeah, yeah. Do you um do you own your own business? <laughs> uh, nah, nah. Yeah. Well, besides ball breakers, if you want to call it a business, yeah, I yeah. um I work with my dad. Oh, and, um, okay. He actually runs a business out here in Sydney. Yeah. Doing fire sprinklers and oh. um. Yeah, eventually I'm going to take over, hopefully. Uh, good man. If I don't become a professional pig owner. There you go. Sure. <laughs> there, you, there you go, sponsors. Listen, listen up. The man wants the man wants to work, uh, do pig hunting for you. So, <laughs> so mate, how um? So you said you get out every weekend. Like, watching, 
what's the terrain like? Because, um, like I said, mate, I, I, I've only hunted northern New South Wales. Um, you know, like, I haven't really gone past uh, Moree-wise. How, when you're hunting, what kind of country you're hunting and um, the terrain? And tell us a bit about, your like, a, a weekend. How, how would Jesse set up for a weekend? So, um, so pretty much the weekend, as soon as I'm finished work, I go home and pack on the Friday and then um, pack everything up and then, yeah, get the dogs ready and then wait for my brother-in-law and then we send it and from, you know, what it being a two-hour, well, two o'clock, three o'clock and a six-hour drive, you're getting there at night regardless. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, as soon as I get there, I take the dogs up and start hunting, and the, the terrain's all flat, flat country. It's um, there's a lot of rivers that run through the property that I hunt on, which is which is very good um, because the rivers have stayed. They've had a bit of water in it even through the whole drought, yeah. so um, which I was pretty lucky because I was always catching pigs there, and um, yeah, you, there was a lot of scrub country. It's a, it's a lot of different. It's a all different real terrain. It's not really hilly, but it stays flat. But um, yeah, it goes really thick, and then river, and then just dead open um, paddocks. So yeah, hard work sometimes. What was that story? Hard work sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, hard work. Yeah, as soon as they cross that river, and when that river's full, oh, you're going swimming. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's summer and winter, it doesn't matter. You they always end up across it. Some yeah. weird reason they're never on the, the the side that I want them on. The side you want them on, there nothing worse. I think a good a friend of ours uh, of mine, Trace Trace Cronin, takes a kayak with him on the back oh. of his on the top of his car, and uh, I, I've uh, seen Brendan Callis filming him, and they they um, use the kayak to get across the river. I think that's a pretty smart idea. Um, yeah, it would be. It would be because that river gets muddy sometimes so when the water's not as high it gets real so it's like a quicksand it yeah. just sucks you straight in and oh yeah once you get your feet in that oh it's a struggle to get out you gotta have to drag yourself out of it and yeah it's very exhausting yeah. very exhausting well oh, that's that's um yeah i i Give you credit, mate, because I, I struggle some weekends. I've I've just had two days off, and I've I've got obviously I've got a, a newborn and that, and I'm I'm absolutely exhausted. But drive six hours and um hunt. Do you hunt pretty much the whole time, or do you have a yeah, bit of a man, break? I try to I try to hunt flat stick pretty much. I try to get the most out of the weekend. We hunt we hunt the days and the nights. Yep. So a lot of people just hunt nights and they spotlight, but um me trying to get bear started. Um, with the ute finding, I thought hunting during the day would be the best because they're not out in the open, they're mainly in the scrub. So I wanted him to use his nose more, so decided to hunt the day. But now, you know, because it's getting hotter in summer, you hunt the night a bit, so we just hunt all round now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, do you, what do you find more beneficial, mate, in that, in that country? Um, and also, is, is the where you're hunting, is it a highly populated um area like is there other hunters going past or you know is it like what what's what's the best time for hunting for you guys and and is there lots of pig pressure happening around the area yeah well um there is a lot of pig pressure out there um especially with poachers and and just the people in town and you know and a lot of the 
um, farm hens that are working around, they, they love their pig hunting as well. So the pressure's on out there, so it does get difficult. It does. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, we still managed to pull them up and whatever, so we're doing all right. Um, back in the old days, I heard my uncle used to say, back, you know, in the 70s or whatever it was, it, you know, you you drive down the road and you just look on the side of the road and there'll be mobs everywhere, but <laughs> I think the glory days are over. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't no. get to see them anyway. No, neither, neither did I, mate. I, I, I have the same problem. The old boy would, would drive somewhere and he'd say, oh, you used to be pigs coming out of those turkey nests, and I was like, yeah, right you know. Like, yeah, they used yeah. to say there's more pigs than roos, but, oh. I, I never saw it. No, I never saw it, so I don't believe it. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. No. If you haven't got a video, it didn't happen. <laughs> no, I, I've seen some of their old, the old stuff, and yeah, a lot of them are good pigs, actually, so I, I won't say too much to the old boys. Yeah, you know, that's right. They caught a lot right. of pigs back in the day, but, um, yeah. They did, yeah. They did it tough with the old, the old tracking collars and stuffs. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, well, obviously as a kid we didn't have that stuff, but, you know, when we, we hunt now, yeah, even, oh, obviously Dad's getting deaf, but I remember we went for a hunt, oh, it would have been a while ago now, he'd, he'd, he'd look at me and go, where are they? And he'd think they're behind us, but they were in front of us, and it was, it was just interesting, I'm like, how the hell did you guys catch a pig back in the day? Yeah, well, you right. you think they're behind us from in front anyway? So I, I just I don't say. <laughs> well, twenty three, my hearing's not that great either. So I, I have to one hundred percent rely on those tracking collars because I'm pretty much deaf. <laughs> so um, well, we're talking about um collars and stuff. What kind of gear do you use, mate? What's the what's the? So you got a Hilux, you got a, a yeah. seventeen yep. model, same as me. Yep. Um, um got a Hilux. I got a a Honda four twenty quad. Yep. And I run the Trev racks on the back, and I love that rack. It's awesome, awesome. They look awesome, and they're they're good. They work pretty good. The so, old Trev rack. He's he's getting around, isn't he? He's um. Oh, yeah, Trev racks. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, Justin, um, Justin Wood uses him as well, and yeah, yeah. they they're selling quite a few racks. That's that's good for him. So what else, mate? Do you are you have you got any sponsors on board for for ball breakers or? What? Well, yeah, I do. I got um. Well, not in the pig hunting industry, but outside of it, I got um Horsley Gun Shop, which is a, which is probably one of the biggest gun shops in Australia. Um, yeah, and they've got a um like a brother shop. It's um a Bella's Gun Shop, and they both they look after me every time I go in. So mm-hmm. yeah, I got. I've got them who look after me and um, not so much in the pig hunting industry as of yet. Like, I've only started ball breakers up around about, I don't know, six, seven months ago. Really? I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been long. Oh, maybe close to a year, something like that, yeah. So it hasn't been long, but um, yeah, everything's blown up very quickly. So I wasn't expecting anyone to jump on board as of yet, but yeah, um, that's good, mate. who knows? Well, that, that's um that's a very big achievement for um you know twenty thousand followers on Facebook and yeah that's a huge achievement to get those followers on in such a small time. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it blew up quick. <laughs> <laughs> so mate, you're um we, we scratched through it a bit, but you're what's the what's the plan for ball breakers? What are you what are you looking at doing? Um, you know, like you've obviously you got your own merchandise, so you're looking at doing uh, DVDs or um, yeah, well, collaborating with people. At, yeah, I'm looking at just um, I just want to grow the brand out really. So I'm just trying to do whatever I can. So um, 
I want to do some videos, some good quality videos. You know, I want to, I want to try because I travel a lot, even when I'm not pig hunting. So I head out to Hawaii and America and stuff like that. So I'm planning to take everything over there and film a bit. You know, all over Australia and then film a bit internationally as well. That's cool. And um, yeah, give give Australia a bit of the taste of the other side. So yep. um, I want to do. I want to do a bit of that, and um, merch-wise, I'm going to bring in some work shirts. Um, the hats are coming, shorts, thongs, Crocs, you name it, undies. It's all oh, happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's all happening. That's, uh... Oh, mate, it's not going to stop. No. It's going to just keep on going. If people want to bloody flags for their um flags yeah for their antennas and something to put near their pigs i've had a lot of i've had mud flaps people ask for mud flaps because i put a post up um on my story a while ago and i go what does everyone recommend what do you want to see and oh the stuff that come out (laughs) mud flaps actually yeah mud flaps i was like Far out. They won't sell like you're not gonna sell hundreds of mud flaps, but it's a good idea for me anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just chuck them on your ute, that'll be pretty sweet. Yeah, hundred percent, they'll look sick. Yeah, oh, far out, mud flaps. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> um, Got it all going on. Mate. I I've all looked I've on. looked into merchandise and it's like I, I had my shirts and my caps and you still want a shirt or a cap message me. Um but far out, it's it's hard work, you know, like you advertise yeah. for it. I don't want to flood the market with, you know, all that stuff. But, yeah, like, I, I, I'm just going to ease off on the merch for now and just hopefully just, you know, like you said, grow for a while and just keep, yeah, keep, right. the, keep the podcast going. I've got a couple of things um, up my sleeve that I'll put out later on. But, yeah, it was just one of those things. That, merchandise, you know, I don't know how... We we're talking about Maddie and Bryce before the podcast started. And, like, they sell some merchandise and I just... Yeah, they do. It's a hard hard thing to crack because um, when people look online, even when I scroll through, you know, there might be something that I want, but I still won't buy it. It's it's one of those things that it's hard to do because you're not really profiting much out of it. You're doing it more because you love it Mm. because you're not buying in bulk. We're not buying like all these big stores and all that stuff. So, you know, we're just trying to get the brand name out, but um, it's hard to do that if... um, nobody's helping out the industry helping the industry grow it's um yeah it would just won't you know one of those things it's very hard to kick off yeah well well we'll keep going with the industry um so mate what's your what's your opinion on the on the hunting social media the whole the whole peak hunting scene what, what are your thoughts on it and it's kind of like a double-ended sword to be honest yeah <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's got its it's got its goods and it's got its bads um the goods being i've met a number of very good people who've messaged me and offered me to go out hunting anything just like they message me and just like tell me they're interested in what they see on social media and um yeah, it, it's really good that everyone's getting in contact and everyone's starting to know each other. People are helping each other out. Um, I know that Call of the Dogs is helping me at the moment. Um, grow my page. He's sponsoring my Massacre Mondays. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's helping me out. But without social media, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known him. I wouldn't have known a lot of people so that how, I talk how, to every day. How did you, um, how did you get involved? It's Johnny, isn't it? 
How did yes. you get in, how did you get involved with Johnny from from Call of the Dogs, mate? Um, just chit chat here and there, pretty much. Yeah. 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 He's, um. Yeah. I always used to see him all over the internet, and never thought I'd be chatting to him. Like I speak to him almost every day, old Uncle Johnny. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I speak to him all the time now. So eventually we'll tee up a hunt and catch up, but. That's one of the things that would have never happened if, you know, pig hunting and social media didn't come together. And yeah. um, the bad things about it, man, is just your obvious people do the wrong things yeah. and um, they post it, you know, they're ripped up dogs or people, you know, you know, hitting their dogs or something like that. Like, you know, you know, that can make us look bad and, you know, we're in a very fragile industry where we're not liked by a lot of people. Yeah. So your vegans, your greens, they're not... They don't like us as much, so whatever we post, they can just use that as fuel for the fire to stop um, hunting with dogs, and we don't want that because we all love hunting with dogs and we see all the upsides of it, but they don't. So it's easy for them to just pick all the bad things out and um, use it against us. So, Jesse, what what do you think for... um to make things better for the pig hunting world, what should uh, the social media aspect... What should we do better, like... Um, I saw Greg Tonkins the other day and Anthony, um, I know was, we all know him as Palmer. Um, we, they were having a crack at, oh, I don't think they're having a crack at someone. I think they're having a crack at a video someone's put up. And, yep. and it wasn't having a crack. They were doing the right thing. They were saying, don't post stupid stuff. What, yep. what in your opinion, mate, what do you, what do you think? Like, what's your opinion on that, on that stuff? Um, yeah, I reckon I agree with them. Like, they should go out and yeah if somebody hasn't has posted the wrong things I reckon people should you know kind of put them in place I had um Johnny actually messaged me once I um um reposted somebody else's thing on my story and I wasn't really thinking and he messaged me and he's like oh mate he goes I'll pull that down if I were you yeah. <laughs> so um it's one of those things like he's kind of taught me um yeah. you know you can't just post everything because yeah if it makes makes us all look bad and then we're all finished so but um i reckon um already on facebook um mark zuckerberg doesn't really like hunting and um <laughs> he's been pulling a lot of my posts down on instagram and facebook not him yeah but, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, Ma- getting... oh mark's especially pulling pulling stuff off that's yeah it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah they, they're not a fan of us yeah. so i don't think we should give them fuel and the way we can make um pig hunting on social media better is just do the right thing um i don't think um the rural new south wales page is helping us out either um because the poachers that are getting done they they're posting everything up saying this pig hunter was caught poaching on this farm and all that stuff and you know when a farmer sees that and they see pig hunter poaching you know they don't want to bar with us either so i don't think they're helping us out either yeah um you know it's good to know that the police are cracking onto poachers and whatever but it's not good because you know it's hard for us door knockers going around to get on anywhere and um, it has happened to me a couple of times where they said, no, we don't want anyone on because we're getting too much poachers, which it doesn't really make sense to me, um, but it does happen. Yeah. yeah. If I was a farmer and I was scared somebody was going to steal all my stuff, yeah, I wouldn't really want people around either. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's important to see both sides. And, and like you said, you know, you know, 
farmers don't want hunters to come on. And I understand it, though. Where I was hunting um, around Kingaroy for a while, there's a lot of poachers, but a lot of, um, not just poaching, but like you could call thieving poaching at the same time. There are a lot of guys yeah. would go on, they're obviously hunting at the same time, but they would go through farmers' sheds and steal and steal diesel. It's, just, yeah. it's a really bad thing, and, and I, I don't like talking about too much on this podcast because, you know, we... We're promoting. We're not promoting, but we're talking about bad stuff more than good stuff. That's right. But, you know, yeah, like, you just it just wants to be those thing. One of those things that's not really said, yeah. and we don't associate with. And yeah, um, yeah it's that's that's probably the way to go about it because it's it's not good for our industry because even people who run their dogs, you know, run their dogs without plates and they're getting ripped up and posting photos and stuff like that. It's just another one of those things. It's yeah. just yeah, like obviously our dogs do get injured, but you got to be cautious of what you post because in the end it's just going to come and bite us anyway. Yeah, well, I, I think we've got... Well, not everyone. I've seen people post, you know, like I run my dogs in net collars because we hunt the heat of the day, but most of them are bailers. Well, every dog yeah. we've got are bailers pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I think these days, um, not, you know, like with grunter plates, um, pig dog supplies, um all these shops, Fenton, all these um, these breastplate brands, I think they're making, um, I don't know if they I shouldn't say flood the market, but they're doing a really good job uh, yep. getting people's dogs protected. Um, I know Charles from Grunter Plates, he, um, he was saying his wife on in their shop at Mudgee, they have a dog care side. So his wife does, uh, she's a breeder, I think, with... Um, Dash hounds, from what I from what I remember, and they yep. sell they sell just as much dog care stuff as in like um, brushes, beds, breastplate stuff to protect the breastplates. All this stuff that helps the the, the you know the the comfort of the dog. So he said they're selling just as much hunting gear and caring gear like the beds and so forth for the dog. Um, so I can see a lot of and I see a lot of it on Facebook as well, Instagram. But a lot of the hunters are taking better care of their dogs. Um, yeah, it's good because in the end, they're our best friends, really. So exactly, you right. know, you don't you don't want them to get hurt and stuff like that. But yeah, you have to take extra precautions by plating them up and um, yeah, and make sure you can get to that pig as quick as possible. And there you, you know go. what I mean. But um, there's another one. I like to hear that. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> I try anyway. I try to oh, get those. Oh, I know as what you mean, mate. I. Uh, it's it's hard. That's why I think Dad always used to take us kids because we would we would be there five minutes before he'd get there, and yeah. um, you know that's get there help your mate out as fast as you can. Um, that's right. Yeah. So it's one of those things that just as a childhood, you know, like Dad was Dad was making money um, on the pigs, so it was always it was he was quite not strict, but he. He was always onto it, you know. Like we, the, the dogs off quick as we can. They go straight back on the ute, clip the dog up, you know. Dale tie the pig up, so on, so forth. And it was by the end of the weekend, it was a well-oiled machine, and it was actually um, it was a lot of fun. You know, we you catching yeah. good numbers. That um, that was obviously back in the day, but um, you know, and, and Dad always said, you know, you got to look after the look after the hound because the the hound's the one that's um, bringing you all the money because they're yeah, they exactly exactly so mate with you we, we quickly touched on so on on your dogs your hound um so it was a dane mastiff so tell us a bit about because i saw I, I 
I, I see a lot of stuff, but I won't comment on a lot of stuff. But I saw you the other day talking about these lines of Dane Mastiffs and all that. So tell us about how you got involved with, um, not involved, but how you got into Bear and, you know, his his line of breed and all that jazz. Because I was listening to the story and I thought, that that's pretty that's pretty interesting because you obviously you, you're very passionate about it and you, you love your, your big bear and all that. So tell us a bit, tell us a bit, a, a bit about it. Yeah, well, um, yeah, like I said, um, it is a Dane Mastiff, is a Cecil Tice line. Um, the reason why I chose that line is um, back when I was a kid and a lot of those old DVDs and the things that used to get, um, used to go through the magazines, I used to hear Cecil Tice a lot. And um, I never knew what Cecil Tice was. I thought it was a type of dog, but... Now growing up and <laughs> hearing stories, I found out that's a bloke's name. Yeah. So um, <laughs> um, a bit of a background on him is um, he was a bloke who lived out in Tottenham. He used to he used to run Dane Mastiffs, and um, obviously he kept on um, breeding the best of the Dane Mastiffs over and over and over, and then um, got this um, great breed of Dane Mastiff, and um, yeah, they're. Well, well, very well-known hunting breed, and I know a lot of people who who have some type of Cecil Tice in their dog. And um, yeah, I um, I couldn't get a dog for ten years. My mum wouldn't let me. So when I when I finally could get a dog, it was um, I was begging. I was like saying, I want to get this Cecil Tice line dog. Um, this mob called a Halloran Hound out in Tamworth were selling them. And um, I told her, I need this dog, I need this dog, because they don't, they don't come around anymore. Yeah. You don't even, you don't see them, because he he stopped his breeding and all that stuff. So um, it's pretty much just um, the people trying to keep his name going, which there is a few people, and I intend to keep that line going, because I've got pups coming on the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a very, it, it's very uh, dear to my heart, because... Yeah, when I started hunting, a lot of people run the, run that line. And, um, yeah, I feel like no one's really running big dogs anymore um, in general. But, yeah, I want to, you know, get get them big dogs out there and I don't want people to shy away from them because they can do the job. They've, they've done it for me. They can do it for everyone else. Oh, there's just... Trust me, mate, there's still plenty of big dogs around. I, I see quite a few around the sunny coast and... Um... Yeah, they, you definitely know when you see a big dog because they're, they're, you know, I I have well I I used to have little catahoulas and that and everyone's like oh they're not hunting dogs and I I just yeah. don't I don't say anything but um yeah there's still quite a few I was um I was a while ago now I think it was 2017 that the Maidenwell pig hunting competition yeah mate yeah. there's some big dogs getting around still yeah <laughs> yeah some... there is Bob even um out where I hunt. A lot of them are running just kelpies. Yeah. And and that's out in the flat, pretty much. And, you know, it'd be very scrubby, so they reckon run the kelpies and all that stuff. And I'm hearing a lot of people running balers these days. And, yeah, they... Because it, it's starting to get hot around, you know, around up in cans and all that stuff. So everyone's trying to, yeah, not cook their dogs and whatever. So everyone's trying to be safe and trying to run a smaller dog. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hearing a lot, like did a post not long ago what 
people prefer with the big or small and yeah small took the cake easy yeah and i've got a lot of people messaging me saying i need a baler in the team which i do um it'd be good to have a baler to throw in first type thing and yeah. then uh let big bear go out and crunch them but oh yeah. mate i i think it's like from what i've seen like my um well tyson hewitt one of the guys one of the BSB boys, um, Tyson Hewitt, he he's been sending me um, footage for the the upcoming DVDs and stuff, and um, he's got some cracking footage of his bailers. He's I think he's got a I think the two cattle hulls I think now. Well, yeah. Tyson will probably get up me for anyway. I won't I won't say that. I, I think I know one's a cattle hull. I know one's a cattle hull. Yeah. There's another one there. that looks like Kelpie, but I'm not sure. Anyway, there's some great footage. You've got this big ball bailed up and it lets off the, the lugger. And I I think it's it's a great way of doing footage. It's just letting the baler off. Uh, sorry, letting the lugger off once the baler's done the job. But yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. it's also like Tyson does it because of the heat. Um, yeah. yeah, like uh, Jamie O'Tooley, um, he's another BSB boy. He his dogs are not not Mad Rex, but he's he's Bluey the the bigger the bigger. Um, cross stag he'll bail if it's too hot but he'll lug when he needs to and i i, I think it's just it's just a, it's just a matter of brains so yeah, it's, yeah right. it's to their own you know some people like bailers some like luggers and you yeah. know like i i got a good mate at um king Roy, clayton graham um he's got big arabs and they're big dogs um yeah but they're sensational well you know he probably won't say they're sensational but he loves them and yeah. um, they're I'd all good dogs do i'd love to do it i'd love to grab some bailers some small dogs and um put them to the test so because pretty much from scratch i've always ran the big dogs so um yeah and i was speaking to um uh daniel james oh from, yeah uh, hit and split yeah and um yeah he runs pretty much bailers and then he'll have his uh big lugger and um, I talk to him a lot, and yeah, I, I like the way he hunts, and I, I wouldn't mind trying to get on that side of hunting a bit. Um, I've always been um, accustomed to the the lugger ute finding and everything, and just yeah. Um, yeah, grabbing them and holding on, holding on to them till we get there. Um, I've never really done much hunting with balers. Um, I, I don't know about a lot of people in New South Wales, but a lot of people that I know. Um, mainly run the 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 bigger dogs who just lug up and find. Yeah. yeah but up in um, up north, I feel like because of the heat, like I said before, and because the pigs are bloody massive. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people run the balers, and yeah, I, I, I want to do that one day, hundred yeah. percent. What um, mate, what um, Jesse, what's what's the pig size out there like? Um, because. Obviously, Queensland, we've got different country and, you know, obviously, well, obviously the whole Australia's got different kind of country and stuff, but for your area, your hunting, mate, what kind of, um, what kind of pig sizes you're looking at? Well, um, at the moment, because of the drought, you're looking, you're averaging around about the 60 kilo mark, yep. um, which isn't that great at the moment, but I've been hitting the 80s and every here and there you hit your 80s, um, but you know that's the drought and you know they everyone reckons that that's terrible for you know what country i have um yeah because back probably about um i was talking to people in town around about five 
five, ten years ago, yeah, everyone reckons you'd be pulling up tunners, at least. Yeah. yeah. Have you got many tunners in the country you had, mate, back in the day, or? Is um, it... yeah, well, back in the old day, yeah, when I was hunting different areas, um, yeah, we are catching a few, out Mudgy Way is where the, where the big ones are. Um, yeah, you pull up a couple of tunnels there, and um, out in the scrub out west, um, you hit your big pigs, but you wouldn't be hitting them, you know, you know, very, very often. You'd, you know, um, they mainly range around. They're all mob pigs out west, so yeah. it's just the same as anywhere. But yeah, they all range from, yeah, about sixty mark really. Yeah. Okay. So are they big numbers, or is it just just? Well, at the moment, um, not really, but um, I've still been getting a few, like every weekend when I go out, I catch around the 8 to 10 mark, oh, so we're, we're, doing, we're doing all right, but um, yes, the quality's not there, um, pulling up some bony pigs recently, and um, yeah, it's just, just showing how bad this drought has got, but um, I reckon we're seeing the other side of the tunnel at the moment. Yeah, did you, because, um, did you get much rain, mate? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how'd you yeah. go with that? Oh, mate. <laughs> Fuck. I got bogged about four times. <laughs> um, yeah, I went out, what was it, about a week or two ago, and um, my brother-in-law was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get rain out there and whatever, and I was like, oh, even my mum said, everyone was saying, you get, everyone, everywhere is getting rain. I go, they don't get rain. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as I went out there, man, far it pissed down. Yeah. And it did not stop. So we got there around about uh, Friday night. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, about Friday night, 11 o'clock, and the night was all right. We caught one pig, and then um, full was sleep because we were tired. Um, went to sleep, wake up the next morning, went out, it was sprinkling a little, and as soon as we got to where we wanted to get to, it just started hammering down, and yeah, we got bogged, we almost, the car almost fell in the river, it was just a disaster. How's the old Hilux go on the, um, in the mud? Oh, well, <laughs> it's alright, but after you've been in drought for that long, it's, um, yeah, it still struggles, yeah, we we're in pretty deep in a lot of situations, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was all right. We got out. We survived. So, you survived. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a lot of driving and, and a lot of uh, you know, just uh, hard work, hard work, doing all that driving. Yeah. And, well, sticks out with driving and backing that up with just constant hunting. Yeah, you know, by the time you get home on the Sunday after that six-hour drive as, as well, yeah, you're pretty um, you're pretty knackered. Yeah, and then you have to go and get ready for work. It's not very relaxing. It's not like a, a nice getaway. <laughs> it feels like more work than anything. Yeah, but you, you, you have your success and, and you, you've got a smile on your face when you think... That's you, right, 100% when you, right. When you're putting that sprinkler on, you're like, hell yeah, I got that for <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the only reason why I do it. It's just like, yeah, that's right, I got that fish or I got that pig. And it's like... Um, yeah, that's right. It makes you um want to go out there again and again. It sure does. It sure does. So, mate, do you, you got any um got any trips planned or anything like that? You you're talking about Hawaii and all that, but have you got anything coming up this year? Yeah, well, um, if I'm if if, planning... if you want to tell us, you got... <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm planning on moving up in very soon. I want to move up to Cairns, um, do a lot of hunting in Cape York. Um. 
planning on doing that for around about six months, but um, not very sure of them yet. I'm, I've got everything sorted, ready to go. I just need that job, and yeah, and then all it takes is for me to move, and then I'll be living the good life. The good life, the good life. That's you have, right. You have to bring a fishing stick up, mate. Yeah, um... I know. I haven't, to be honest with you, you're probably going to get a bit mad with me, but <laughs> I haven't even flicked a stick once. That's all right, mate. That's, that's well, I... <laughs> I've I've heard people say it, but when they get their arms stretched by a big red or a something, you know, something big, they they go, oh, I don't mind fishing actually. It's um, you yeah, you best best well, it's best to do a charter if you if you don't do it much because it's just they do everything for you. And all they do is put you on the fish, and all you got to just drop the drop the bait down and and snap, and you're ready to go. Yeah, well, I did. I've witnessed a lot of it. Um, I just, you know, every time I've, like, I, I have tried to throw a line in, I've never really come out with anything, um, but last year when I went to Cape York, I witnessed, um, one of my good mates pull out a barra, and, oh, it, looked, it just looked like the best feeling, and, um, yeah, he threw it straight on the fire, and we sat around, and we ate it, and, oh, it was awesome, it was awesome, I can't wait to get up there and do that. Do it again, that'll be the go, that'll be a, um... So how, how many times have you done Cape York, mate? How many, um, you just said then, but have you been up there before that? No, I haven't. So the last time I went, I only just flew up um, just to get a taste tester before I drive up. Because yes. from Sydney, it's a massive drive. It um, sure is. It takes, takes a lot of planning and a lot of um, a lot of um, money. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I wanted to. I just wanted to get up as soon as I can. It literally, it was just a click in my brain, and I wanted to go to Cape York. So um, I organised it with a mate up in um, up in town there, and um, yeah, I caught a flight, went from Sydney to Cairns, Cairns out to there, and then um, yeah, I was stuck into a hunting. Um, and then now I know, you know, like. It's it's worth the it's worth travelling for. Yeah, I'm sure is mate. I've obviously done a, quite a few trips up there, but um, it's it's definitely special. I, I think I think you'll appreciate even more, mate, when you drive along the um that road heading up to up to the location where you go uh, to see your mate, because um you'll definitely definitely appreciate a lot more and go wow, this is a pretty cool country. Because um yeah yeah you go past Harn River um. You're heading up through the hills there, then you know you go through the Mariba Range and all that. It's just it's just awesome to see. Um, yeah, I can't yeah. wait. I yeah. can't wait. Just yeah. make, pack a few. Uh, if you got a trailer, make sure you take some bearings and stuff like that. And um, yeah, if all I can recommend is if you're gonna go, um, don't go the coastal way because <laughs> yeah. uh, the road works is ridiculous. Dad did it the really? other, other week, and he it would have been two hours extra on the trip. So. Um, Wow, well, you don't want that, especially yeah. when you're driving that far, right? Yeah, go, go inland, go past, um, you know, it depends how you, which way you come, but I, I found um, last time I did it from the sunny coast, um, go up through Kilkeven, um, all the way up there to um, Billow and head up that way and then get to um, Blackwater Emerald and go go the um, Baliando track. It's um, pretty smooth sailing all the way to Charles yeah. Towers and yeah. head north from there. Yeah, it's very exciting. I really can't wait. It's just, it's just one of those things. It's um, tarp yucca down here in Sydney. Like you, you're doing the big hour drives, and you're not really getting really what you want 
Oh, yeah, sorry, but, I, mean, I understand. There, I feel like every second's worth it, and yeah. yeah, even though I love I love hunting, it doesn't really matter. Like if we catch anything or not, it's good to just go out. But um, up there, it's a whole it's a whole another ball game. You feel like you're really in it. The everything is just different. Even the pigs, and just they're not they're not like the pigs down here. They're very wild up there. They really want to have a crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I definitely know what you're saying. No, could me being the sunny coast, you know, I, it takes me a bit of a drive to get to. You know, get to my location as well. It's about five, six hours either way for me as well. And yep. um, yeah, when you go to the cave, you just you, you treasure every minute. And you know, like That's right. I, I've been to oh, a few years ago now, Northern Territory. It's the same thing again. It's just you. There's always something new to look at. There's always something different to see. Um, you know, when you're in, especially in Northern Territory, you have got buffalo as well. So it's always yeah, yeah. It's, it's always a whole, awesome. it's a whole other ball game. It's like when you're in Cape York, it's um, it's very, it's a very different country, and even the pigs are different. And then when you go out to the Northern Territory, it's very green and jungle-looking, and it's it's just so different. And yeah, I just want to go and explore, and that's on the to-do list as well. In the in the six months, I want to I want to try to get it all done, get it out of my system, and then come down to Sydney. Say bye to my family and hopefully live up there. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. You, you need you need to get the other half doing it if you get it. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so well, mate, how do we um how do we get to uh in, well how do we get involved? How do we find you? How do we you know what's the deal with ball breakers? Um, because we'll wrap it up because it's um time for time for some dinner. So, <laughs> inst- so you got Instagram? Can you tell us your Instagram and your Facebook and um yeah, go, just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, well, my Instagram is um, ball underscore breakers. Uh, Facebook is just ball breakers. And where you go to buy merch is www.ballbreakers.com or you can just Google it and you'll see it straight up. Um, Yeah, hopefully there's more things to come very soon. Um, I'll be posting a lot of my journey on my Instagram and Facebook. And... Um, try to team up with some other people and try to get um, my experiences and my um, my bit of a holiday out there. Yeah, well, it sounds good, mate. Well, um, thank you very much. I really, I really, really want to get you back on when um, when you you've gone up and seen Uncle Johnny. And um, <laughs> that's <laughs> got to be a must. The yeah. plan is to go to hunt all the way through. So it was to start at Sydney and then try to go to the top of New South Wales, hunt there, you know, catch up with you, might say hello, and then meet up with Uncle Johnny, and they just keep on going up. A lot of people have been very nice to me, and I just want to say thanks while I'm on the podcast to everyone who's offered to take me out hunting. Um, a few people know that I'm going up there, so um, everyone's asked if, they, if I wanted to come for a hunt, and I'm very happy and very grateful. So I'd like to say thanks. And, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. It'll well, be awesome. Well, man, I'd love to get you back on. Um, we'll give it give it a couple of months, and um, hopefully, I'll just see you just posting pictures of um, Cape York bulls, and I'll um, we'll get you on when you're back in Sydney, back and you're depressed again, and I'll hopefully get you on. You can talk about all your good memories from when you're up north. So, uh, awesome. all right, awesome. man. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, and I love what you're doing with um, the podcast and your page and everything too. Awesome. Thanks very much, Jess. Thanks, mate. Remember, guys, remember, follow us, like us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and make sure you subscribe 
on YouTube. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'm Lawson White, and this is Bailing, Scaling, and Barbecue. You, BSB, baby.